0: Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. Let me ask you, what words would you use to describe your prayer life? As we look at Acts chapter 12, I want you to notice how the church is described as praying, and let's see if we can learn a thing or two. So yesterday we saw the supposed power of man go up against the power of God, but today we get to peek behind the old wooden doors of many a home in that region and listen to what it says. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. So, Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. We are told in verse 5 Peter was in prison, but the church was praying. And not that they were just praying, but they were praying earnestly. So, here you have these two communities the world and the church. One is exercising its power and strength in human form, the other is exercising its power and strength. In the spiritual world, by getting on their knees, they were praying earnestly, fervently. Luke uses the same word to describe Jesus' agony in the Garden of Gethsemane on the eve of His crucifixion. I think Luke knew a thing or two about powerful, effective prayer. He tells us here that the church was praying earnestly. And in his gospel, he gives us another word that clues us into a key to prayer. In Luke chapter 11... Luke has just relayed the story of how the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. And Jesus obliged them by letting them know the items, the prayer concerns that touch Jesus' heart. That we should pray with a proper perspective about our Father and His holiness. With His purpose. That we should pray for provision and personal confession and for protection. And then Jesus tells them a story related to prayer. Here's this guy who has an unexpected friend show up at his door, and it was customary to serve bread to your guest as a gesture of hospitality, but the host was not prepared. So he runs over to his neighbor's house to ask for some bread, but it's late at night, and his neighbor already has his kids in bed. And in those days, you didn't have a four-bedroom house. You may have had a one-bedroom house, and everyone bunked up together. And he must have had little ones because this guy tells his neighbor friend who needs the bread that he can't help him because he's afraid of waking the children. And then notice what gets the man out of bed. It wasn't because this neighbor was such a good friend. It was because of the man's impudence. This word unlocks the passage for us. But what does it mean? Some translations have it as persistence. But this word still doesn't really get at the heart of this particular word, impudence, that Luke uses. The word impudence means overly bold, utter shamelessness, annoyingly relentless, a lack of sensitivity to what is proper. Well, this brings up a good question. If God's going to accomplish His purposes no matter the obstacle, which is what we saw yesterday, then why do I need to get involved? Why mission trips? Why disciple? And why pray? Well, there are two answers to that question. First, God has not only ordained the ends, He has also ordained the means to the ends. In other words, God has ordained how the whole thing will shake out in the end. It's going to happen His way. But He has also ordained that it shakes out in a certain way, which is through human instrumentation of prayer, missions, and discipleship. You see, it wasn't that the church prayed for Peter and didn't pray for James in this story. I believe they prayed for James just as earnestly as they did for Peter. But God had ordained for James a different path. In fact, Jesus himself told James that he would drink the same cup that Jesus drank. And history tells us that James and his testimony right before he was executed was so powerful and so great that a Roman soldier converted to Christianity right there. God ordains the ends and the means. The second answer to the question, and the one you're probably more interested in, is that a person's joy is more full when we are living in the means. So live in the means of prayer day by day. And when you pray today, please pray for Matthew Prather, his wife Amy, and their boys, Ethan and Jonas. Those are our church planters in Midlothian, Texas. Also, remember the Dongmei LifeWord broadcast in the Target area of Ghana.